Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Amen. The title of my message is Building Strong Relationships for Kingdom Purpose. We are taking reference from the book of Daniel, one of the most powerful books in the Bible that talks about strong alliances and relationships. And no matter what kind of relationship you want to build, it is important that it is built on a solid rock. Amen. There's hardly anything you might want to be, anything you may want to become in this life, whether you're talking about successful or failure, that at some point you will not be able to point to man, point to somebody, point to a relationship that you actually had. No matter what it is you want to point to, Man will always be important at some point into what you have become. So learning how to build great relationships is a secret for your upward mobility. Many people have become stuck in their progress because they have failed to know how to work with people, how to relate to mankind, whether they are old or young. If you don't perfect this art, it will be something you are wondering what really happened to you. But if you are good in this subject that we are talking about and you continue to improve upon it, you will find out that what some people are praying for, you are working in it freely. We have told ourselves that what kingdom is not just church. Kingdom is bigger than church. God wants your life to be relevant beyond church walls. If all you are known for, if all you are relevant for is only within the church, you are not really relevant. The effect of light is only known in darkness. If you put salt in salt, it's still salt. But put salt in where there is no salt, then we feel it. So when we talk about kingdom, it covers a whole lot of range beyond church. So God wants us to know how to build relationships. And because whatever God is building in your life, it should be leading to godly purpose, which is beyond church only. So whether you are building business, God wants you to know how to build relationships that are strong. Whether you are building a career in your field, God wants you to know how to build that so that at the end, God is glorified. So talking about this kingdom purpose is to talk about what is the end of this relationship. This relationship I am building, what is it for? What is it leading me to? Many people jump into a relationship without asking themselves what's the end? What's the end game? How is God leading this? We don't build something and now begin to fit God into it. God has to be the architect. Amen. There is something that is going on that many, many young people just feel. Church is just a thing that their mom does. And you are mostly failing in this area of relationship. Because many of us, we wish we had it at your level. Unfortunately, we live in a time that many things around us tells us how to build relationships. Even things that don't even know how to build it. There are many programs on TV that tells you how relationships should be forged. When we have the wrong people teaching us about relationship, we will see them and we will end up becoming what we are seeing. I want us just to pause to allow God to be God and every man a liar. I understand some things we think are just for entertainment. They are not really entertainment. Because what you are opening your spirit to every day, every now and then, is informing your ability to take decisions. He's telling you how you fall into a relationship. 
He's telling you, oh, everybody's doing it. It's okay. Amen. Now, some of the things I'm going to say, some of us have had it before. And that's good. It means you're doing the right thing, if what I'm saying is what you are doing. But some of us are going to hear some things that God wants you to take immediate action. Somebody say immediate action. Because it's dangerous if you don't. Some people have, after they have invested many years in the wrong relationship and wasted their time, they're asking God, God, why? Why? Why me? God doesn't want you to have a why me when you have had the opportunity to know the right thing to do. The first thing, I want us to have a look at a scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 to 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 to 12. The Bible says that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And the threefold cord is not quickly broken. You can see before I even press into these first thing, friends, is that God wants you to be in relationship. Say, God wants me to be in relationship. Everybody. God wants you to be in relationship. Whether you are old, whether you are young, God wants you to be in relationship. There is nobody that God has built to be in an island. But every one of us, God wants you to be in a relationship. So if you have a desire to be in a relationship, there's nothing wrong. Remember what I've said, this relationship is not only in marriage. It wants, if you are in business, it wants you to be in relationship, business relationship. If you are in ministry, it wants to be in relationship, internal relationship, external relationship. We must understand that everything God wants you to become in your life, it will depend on what you do with relationship. This scripture we just read is loaded with some truths. And I want us to open it up. In the next five minutes, I want you to be able to assess every relationship you have, whether it is of God or not. You are going to see. You are able to actually begin to streamline your list or bring new people into your fold. Some people you have been thinking, should I be friends with that person? Should I bring them into my business or not? You will be able to determine by listening to this. The first thing he says here is that two are better than one. So the first thing to think about, how do I know a right relationship? The first sign of it is profit. A good relationship comes with profit. If you are in a relationship, it must profit you. Is this relationship I mean, is it profiting? What do you mean by profit? He said two are better than one. Before I started this relationship, I knew the level that I was. But since I was in this relationship, I can experience profiting. It's profiting. Amen. In other words, I can see that I have more than I had before. I had more access. I had more influence. I had more opportunities. Every relationship you have must match these qualities. The relationship you are in must be profiting. Somebody say profiting. If you have a relationship, for example, with a car, and the car is ruining you, it's not a car you should keep. There are some people that are not riding their car. The car is riding them. It must profit you. You must understand that God doesn't want you to be really a loss. And don't try to excuse it. 
The second thing, he said they have good reward. In other words, it must be positive. This person that I have in my life, do they have a positive impact on my life? Since you met them, what kind of behavior have you been doing? You used to serve God, you used to pray to God, you used to know what to do, but now, what do you even find in that house? Since you met that friend, what has been the effects they have in your life? All the values you had, all the things that you carry before as important, do you still have them as important since you met that your friend? Positive. That some people, the moment you met them, you could no longer be free with your phone. Because what comes into your phone now is so embarrassing. Now, what kind of friend is that? Is that a positive relationship or a negative one? So, you see, you can begin to look at these things. This is just how do I even assess my relationships? Number three in that scripture, he said, For if they fall, one will lift up. The emphasis there is to lift up. So, promotion. A good relationship brings you promotion. It lifts up your spirit. A friend that you have, when you talk to them, it lifts up your spirit. It delivers you from trouble. A relationship that you have that lifts you up, it promotes you into the vision, into the future. It helps you to become the future. Does it promote you or leaves you stoned? He said if one falls, the other will lift up because there will be moments in your life that you will fall, friend. You can't be sure every time you will know what to do. There will be moments in your life that it is a friend you have that will say the right thing to you. You you don't belong here. You can't stay here. Come on, get up, get up, get up. It's time for you to go to school. It's time for you to go to work. It's time for you to pick up your application. You can't keep on lying and relying on the door. Lie may continue for a long time, but one day the truth will catch up. Are you listening right now? So this friend I have, do they promote me? Do they help me to do the right things? What kind of dream do your friends have about you? A good relationship will produce power. He said if two lie down together, there is heat. Power. Somebody say power. Power. The relationship you have must have power. Producing synergy. And here is the word. The Bible said if two of you will agree as to touching anything. If two of you, so whether you are young or old, if you have a friend and you both agree, let's agree on this thing. Let's pray on this thing. Let's agree on this business deal. If you agree and you pray on that matter, the Bible said your father will do it. So you see, if you have a friend who doesn't understand that we can have power, we can bring our businesses together and it's powerful to go for this bidding. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are failing in that area. So, a good business, a good relationship must have power. You come together and there's strength in it. You find that there is power in agreement. Number five. He said, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. So, there is protection. Whenever you have a right relationship, a good relationship, relationship covers. And I'm not talking about covering evil. In all this I have said, if somebody is doomed to fail, they will excuse everything. The word of the Lord is there to guide you. Why are you going to suffer yourself? Some people say, you know, I'm praying. Right? You pray about what you don't know. The word of God is given to you as light to your path. Walk in the light. To protect you. 
He said, though one may be overpowered, that relationship you have, if you tell them that you're overpowered, do they have anything to use to cover you? Can they say, okay, you know what? I'm going to wire some money over right now so that you can just pay for that bill and then we can just get over and we just appeal again or we put in our bid again or we go into that thing again or we hire a new staff. Why? Because there is power. There's protection in the relationship. Or if we are students, because there's a relationship, we come together and iron sharpens iron. There is hardly any better book that can talk about the foundation of a strong relationship than the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel shows us friends that are born out of adversity. And that actually is the secret of this teaching. No matter what it is you want to build, whether it's a business relationship, marriage, ministry, partnership, whatever the thing is, it will go through adversity. If it didn't start with it, it will have it. So we want to look at an example of relationship that actually started in the midst of crisis. And how did they start? What are the things, what are the elements that made them to be able to stand the process? These four Hebrew boys, they were brought together, not as a matter of their own choice. They were taken as captive from Israel, and they were taken to Babylon. And they had an opportunity to have been complaining and be mourning. They could have said that, well... We are where we are. We didn't plan to be here, unfortunately, because of what has happened to us, and we can never make it. There are people who have failed and failing right now to, to have the right relationship because they are complaining about what happened in the past. Now, anything may have happened to you in the past, it should not determine your future. It shouldn't determine why you are the way you are. I can never go into a business relationship with anybody else. I can never be a member of any church anymore. I can never go into marriage. I can never trust any man. I have been born. Listen to me. That was then. Here is the word of the Lord. Anything can happen to you. You can determine what happens next by changing the wind. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4. It says, he who observes the wind will not sow. If you keep on looking at the wind, you will say to yourself, the wind that is blowing is a negative wind. I will not sow. The wind shouldn't determine your future. A wise man will learn to build his own wind, regardless of the weather around you. People may be losing their head, but if you are a person of covenant, you will still know that there is a blood that covers you from every plague. There are things you are praying for. You don't have the answer, but somebody already knows. When you get involved... There are so many benefits. And then another thing beyond that, if you have learned how to connect in a church environment like this, you now learn better how to flow outside the church. Another thing which I found out is God has given many people great ideas in the house of God, but because we are not maximizing our relationship, you have ideas, I have ideas, and people are not connecting it. See, so these are the various options that are available because until you know that the secret to the next level is in relationship. And I want to really challenge every one of us who have just built a wall around ourselves. That wall needs to come down. Amen. There are certain times that you can be left high and dry, but just knowing the right person can save the day. So when you connect where you build synergy, and then you are able to flow better, compete more in a level which before now you couldn't. There are some things which should guide you in who to connect to. Number one, people who know their own place. 
The first thing you look for is place. In connecting in a relationship, do you know your place? The first thing that God gave to man was place. In the garden of Eden. God made Adam and he gave Adam a place. Every one of us who want to go into a relationship, you must know your place. Because having a place talks about stability. Where has God planted you? There are many people who are floaters. They don't have a place. And the only person in the Bible who doesn't have a place is the devil. What do you mean pastor don't have a place? If you talk to them, so what are you into? They are talkers. <laughs> there is nothing you can find on them. No fixed commitments. If nobody knows where to locate you, there is no place. The person you want to relate to must have what? A place. A place begins with a family. The family might not be the greatest or not, but you must have a family. It's the first thing that God gave to every man. Adam was planted in Eden. That's the place. You must have a place. Don't say, I'm not proud of my parents. That's your place. That's where you start. That's where we can link your DNA to. But, you know, how come you don't even talk about your parents? No, 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 don't worry. Let's just move on. You know, some people will never talk about their place. The place of birth, the place of origin, the place of service, the place. There is no place. Let me tell you how this is very important. If you don't have a place, it means this relationship we're about to have is going to be a floating one too. This is how it starts. In business, it's the same. They don't have a real business. They can come to the table with about five ideas. Have one to follow through. Have one thing you are doing. Because your friend is in this deal and the other one is, you must know one thing, what's your own place? Say the place. If they cannot tell you their place and you can check it out, that's not a relationship to go into. Daniel knew their place. What is their place? Because when they were brought from Israel to Babylon, they knew that now Babylon is our place. Do you understand now? And they desired to make their place a better place. So if God has brought you to a place, seek the peace of that place. That's their place. So even though now they have been taken as captive, they were not confused about who they were. That's why they were prepared to give their best to the place. Number two, there must be people who know who they are. People who know their own identity. You can't relate to somebody who does not know who they are. A people who don't know who they are simply means they are fluid. They don't have regard for identity. So if you tell me this is who you are. They want to change who you are, the next thing. Because they change like chameleon themselves. When God created Adam, he gave Adam an identity. This person you want to relate to, ask, do they know who they are? Self-examination and self-responsibility is the beginning of good relationship. You can't come into a relationship with me if you have not defined yourself first. I can't come in the reason with you if I don't know who I am too. Most of the time, we want to define the other person. What about you yourself? If you know who you are, that's where we're starting from. Because two people who know who they are, then you know we're talking well. There's some people who don't know who they are. Who you are determines how you see other people. 
Because if you know who you are, and you know you are a child of God, then you expect this person, if they are a child of God, then don't defile them. Daniel said, I will not defile myself. Do you know he was not taking a decision for anybody? He didn't decide it for the other Hebrew boys. No, he took a decision for himself. Do you know who you are? If you know who you are, then nobody will tell you who you are not. Who you are determines the field you find yourself, where you know God has called. If you are a doctor and you know you are called to be a doctor and a business doctor, then you will know that, okay, there are certain kind of things that even if they say it's going around, it's cheap these days, it's not for you. Many people have shipwrecked their life and homes because they don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. Who you are determines really how you see other people. I will respect you because I know who I am. So when you say this is who you are, I respect you. The moment both of us really know our identity, then that identity guides our relationship. And we don't mess about with it and we don't rubbish it. Amen. The king, when he was asking, he said they should go and look for young people in whom there is no blemish. Are you listening to this? Young people with no blemish, who are teachable, who are good looking. And Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, when he found Daniel, he said, I have found a man, one of the Hebrew captives. See, he knew him and he brought Daniel before the king. Father, we thank you. We bless you and appreciate you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for strong relationships, Lord, that will glorify your name. Thank you for business partners. Thank you, Father, Lord, for people you are placing in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for pastors and leaders. You are placing our lives, Lord, as overseers. Lord, to guide us, to lead us. We ask you in the name of Jesus that we shall not be like a bird that is wandering out of his nest. In the name of Jesus, help us. There will be people that will hear your voice. Through this series, I ask, oh God, that you will straighten relationships in this house. In the name of Jesus, through this series, help us to stop wondering and be able to decide quickly. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.